All right, Shabbosai, good morning, good morning. Let us begin. We are continuing in Mirza Hashem in Parakitas in Mesilas Yisharim. And we are speaking about now the concept of love, of Ava. And the Ramchal began to describe what this emotion means. A person who's all consumed, all consumed, and just desirous of this incredible and deep and profound connection. So Ramchal continues today and he says, So is incredibly profound. Ramchal says that obviously the love that we are talking about, the love that we're discussing, is a love that should not be Tuluya Bedavar, which means the love should not be dependent on something. What does that mean, the love is dependent on something? So it shouldn't be that my love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu is dependent on the fact that Hashem does something good for me, provides me with money, provides me with success. Rather, my love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be like the love of a child for a parent. Shehi, shehi, tivas, tivis mamish. It's natural. It's natural. That his nature ultimately compels him to love his parent. This, this is an incredible, this is an incredible idea. This is not only the Ramchal's concept, we find this concept espoused in many different forms of Ma'amari Chazal. Perhaps the most well-known Pirkeavis, when Antigonus says, do not be like servants who serve the master for the sake of receiving reward. That's avatli bedavar. So avatli bedavar means love, and I love you because I'm going to get something from it, or I love you because of something. It's dependent on something. So in other words, it's dependent. I love you, but the love is predicated or built on me receiving something from you. If I don't receive it, if I don't receive it, then what happens to the love? It simply dissipates. Now, I will say, the truth is, there's a danger of establishing this type of love in marriage. There's a danger of establishing this type of love in friendships. This type of love, an ava tuluya bedavar, an ava, a love that is dependent on something. And more specifically, a love that's dependent on receiving something. I love you if. I love you if. Or, or I love you when. Any, any sentence that begins like that, I love you if, I love you when, so that, that it could be love, it could be love, but that's called an ava hatuluya bedavar, a love that is dependent on something. So Amchal points out, obviously our goal is to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but to love Him in a way what we call an ava she'ena tuluya bedavar, a love that is not dependent on anything, an unconditional love. See, he says something amazing about say. So how do you know, how do you know if you love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, conditionally or unconditionally, right? How do I know that it's an Ava Tuluya Bedavar or an Ava She'en Tuluya Bedavar? So this is very beautiful. He says, avazos, The great test of love. It's very simple. You can tell a lot about the nature of love from how you interact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu or how you feel towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu in times of difficulty. Times of difficulty. <clears throat> You have to love Hashem with all of your heart, with all of your soul. And Chazal explained, what does it mean with all of your soul? 
even if Hashem takes your life. And what does it mean with all of your ma'odecha? With all of your money. Even if chas shalom, I were to lose all of my money, my love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu would still remain intact. So this is an incredible idea. In other words, the distinction between ava is what happens if you lose your dvarim. What would happen if I were to lose my wealth? What would happen if I were to lose my life, so to speak? What happens if I were to lose certain things that are important to me in life? Would my love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu remain intact? Or ultimately, again, would it be challenged? If my love would remain intact, that's an ava she'ina tuluya bedavar. A love that is not dependent on anything. If it would be lost or damaged or strained, then that means that there's an ava ha'tuluya bedavar. And I will say, I, I want to be clear. I, I think, I think people in general begin their relationship with an ava ha'tuluya bedavar. In other words, that, that, that's, the, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. The goal, of course, is to graduate to a stage of where is an Ava She'en But we have to have, you know, realistic expectations of where we're holding also. Here the Ramchal is describing a love that is just such a magnificent love. Just a, a love that's here that's totally independent. No matter what's happening in life, I'm in love with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You don't start there. You don't start there. You, you grow there. And then Ramchal goes on, he says... It's incredible. He says, So this is an incredible idea. And now that Ramchal is getting a little bit more into the weeds in this, he says, the greatest challenge to our relationship with Hashem, I will say, is adversity. Right? In general, the incredible part is, no one is having theological crises when everything in life is going the way that it should be. That's just the way that it is, right? My marriage is good. My parnas is good. My kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I, I don't have any problems with Hashem. Hashem and I are good. The challenge, of course, comes is when I face life adversity. Right? Suddenly when I'm facing challenges, so, so now, now I'm theologically challenged. So the Ramchal says, how do you get to a point? How do we reach a level where life adversity does not create theological friction. How do I reach a level where life adversity does not diminish my love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? He says something amazing. So I'll say a person has to go ahead and answer for himself two questions. Number one, the first ultimately applies to everyone. The second, really only applies to people who are deep thinkers. Listen to this. So we'll say the first is, the first is, what he means, we'll say what he really means is, a person has to inculcate within themselves two theological pillars. There are two pieces of information, profound pieces of information that I have to inculcate within myself now. Now, at this point, when life is calm, hopefully life is presently calm, I have to inculcate within myself at this point before adversity hits in order that I can be prepared to deal with adversity when it sets in. Number one, anything that happens to me in life ultimately, again, is ordained from Hashem and it's for good. And it's for good. To reinforce this concept, I will say also Chazal, Chazal, Chazal um, articulate this concept many different ways as well. Called the Avid Rachmana, Letav Avid, whatever Hashem does is for good. But here's the Gemara Masechus Brachos. Komai da Avdin Min Shemaya. 
Whatever happens to me is obviously ordained from above. Litav. It is good. What this means is even when adversity comes and it looks bad, it's not true. It's not bad. Now again, I'm not saying it doesn't feel bad. I'm not saying it doesn't present bad. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt or it's not overwhelming. But I will say so much of life is, you know, I'll say, you know what it is? So much of life is sometimes allowing yourself to feel one way, but recognizing that it's not actually that way. Meaning what? You know, we all have days like this. You know, you have days where you, you, just, you just don't, I'm just, not, I'm just not in a good place. I'm not in a good place. And I feel like everything is terrible, right? And what do you have to do, right? So it's last night a little bit, right? And, and, and what, what do you do in that moment when you're feeling that everything is terrible? All right, so leaving aside with the Piagets and the Torahs and last night's year. I'll say, but ultimately, what do you do in life when, when, when you feel like everything is terrible? What do you do? You kind of take a step back and you say, okay, this is how I feel, but I recognize life is not terrible. Life is not terrible. Sometimes it's about allowing myself to, this is how I'm feeling, but this is not actually how it is. I can always say, it's it's like, it's a little bit like a a little dangerous. You know, sometimes, sometimes, especially in in the mental health world or in the greater society, so sometimes we assume that the way we feel is the way things are. And that's not necessarily true. Right? Just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that that's reality. So, sometimes it can be, but sometimes you can feel a certain way, but that's not reality. That's how you feel, and you're entitled to feel that way. And, that, and you may feel it for a variety of reasons. That's not necessarily what the reality is. So that I'm held over here says something absolutely amazing. Sometimes things happen in life, and I really feel terrible. And rightfully so that I feel terrible because they're really difficult circumstances. But in that moment when I'm feeling a certain way, it's important to take a step back and to say, okay, I'm feeling terrible. This hurts. I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm disappointed. I'm disillusioned. But everything Hashem does is for good. So I'll say it's like living with this dichotomy of how I feel, but ultimately recognizing that it's all for the good because it's from Hashem. He goes on, he says, and so he says, he gives a very profound mashal. Let's say a person has, person has a, an infection or um, like a gangrene, you know, in a limb. So what happens? What does the doctor have to do? The doctor has to amputate. Because if the doctor doesn't amputate, what happens? What happens? The rest, the rest of the, the person dies. The infection could spread. So the Ramchal writes over here, if you could imagine the doctor has to amputate in order to save the rest of the body. So that the rest of the body can be healthy, a person won't die. The act of amputating a part of the body is cruel, is indifferent, is terrible. So I'll say, how does the person feel when they're losing a limb? How do they feel? Terrible. I'm losing a piece of me. Yet again, in the, in the grand scheme of things, what's happening over here? The greatest chesed in the world. The greatest chesed in the world. Because without the amputation of that limb, all would be lost. And the amputation ultimately, again, is the key to my very survival. What's going to happen? When the amputation is over, does the, does the, does the patient say to the doctor, Doctor, I'm never going to talk to you again in my life. Right? You are my sworn enemy. I hate you. 
I hate you. Right? Now, now, maybe that does happen sometimes. I don't know. Right? Dr. Rosenblum, I'm getting it right. So, so, so maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it does. But, but Lamaisa, okay. But, but, but that's because a person is not processing correctly. Right? But, but, but Lamaisa, again, over here, at the end of the day, when a person gets there, what's that? The person realizes, that surgeon? He did me the greatest tov in the world. He's Mam Shashliach Hashem. Without him, with, as painful, as painful as it was, and as painful as it is, he saved my life. He saved my life. Ela Adraba, Yosef Lahav also. Kina Davraza, Kishiyakshov Ha'adam, so too again it is in life. When a person begins to think, Shekoma, Shekhalish Baruchu Ose Imo, everything that Hashem does with me or for me. Litovasu Ose is for my good. Whatever happens to me physically, whatever happens to me financially. Here's the difference, right? Even if you think about it, in the case of the amputation, you see it, right? In other words, the amputation is painful, but the patient knows, right? The patient, the doctor says, listen, it's clear, you have the infection. Either you're going to lose the limb or you're going to lose your life. That, that, that's just the way that it is. So say, it's a profound muscle, but it's a clear muscle. The Rebbe says, what's complicated in life? What's complicated in life is often things are not clear like that. I'm suffering from this setback, suffering from this adversity, and I don't understand why Hashem is doing this to me. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why I'm having this situation with my family. I don't understand why I'm having this situation with my parnasa. I don't understand why I'm having this situation with my health. I don't, I don't understand it. Vadai tovasihi. It will say, what, what, does, what does our love for HaKadosh Baruch what does love do? What does Emunah do? Emunah is able to say, love is able to say, somehow, this is for the good. My love is so strong for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that my love guides me and tells me that this is for, that this is from Hashem, and because it's from Hashem, therefore by definition it's for the good. Again, sometimes the more overwhelming the circumstances, the more clear it is that they are coming from Hashem, and the more they serve to reinforce that profound sense of love. So we'll stop over here for today, but again, a, a really incredibly profound piece. So here, so, so again, just to understand what's happening, Dremchel starts out by telling us, we're speaking about love, Avas Hashem. So the goal when it comes to Avas Hashem is it shouldn't be an Ava Tliyabedavar. Can't be love that is dependent on something. It has to be an unconditional love. How does one cultivate unconditional love? So the first thing that Amchal says in cultivation of, of, of unconditional love is the reinforcing of the concept, Kol Ma'ida Rachmana Litav Avid. Kol Rachmana, sorry. Whatever Akhlish Parachu does is for good. It's for good. And I will say what that concept essentially says is that no matter what happens in life, even the very painful things come from a God who loved me, come from a God who cared about me. And therefore, by definition, I will never let the difficulties and adversities in any way diminish or derail my love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When I cultivate that type of love, that leads to an Ava She'ina Tuluya a love that is dependent on nothing and absolutely silent. We'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up Emirat Hashem with the other piece of love, Emirat Hashem, on Sunday.